This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Back. Big news, of course. Uh, another another weekend, another win for the BYU Cougars. That no kidding. Is, that's what we're leading down about. to the wire. Everybody's talking about it. Another so another week where you thought uh, they're going <laughs> to lose if they pull it out of the bag. Down uh, 24-21 with 54 seconds left on the clock, or 53 maybe, somewhere in there. Yeah. And uh, our freshman quarterback heaves another 35-yard touchdown pass. Now, does this scientifically prove Mormonism? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. I want to make sure I understand. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was praying hard. Prayer was answered. <laughs> there you go. B- bingo. Okay. There you go. What are you going to do? Now, I don't know what happens to other years when they haven't, when they've lost games. That wasn't the prayer wasn't good something enough. Else. Right. Just wasn't good enough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. All I know is what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they break into the top twenty-five. And they're finally ranked nineteenth. Uh, they played number ten UCLA. Uh, quick quiz, what happened the last time BYU and UCLA played? Oh, I'm sure you probably, they probably that 1-0 undefeated. 2008, last time they played. 59-0 BYU. 59-0. Really? UCLA's worst loss in 80 years. It's pretty a down year for them, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it was an up year for BYU. Well, no, for I mean, yeah, for UCLA. <clears throat> for UCLA. Nah, UCLA was fine that year. I think they finished 11-1. Uh, and one. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> it's weird. Is, is, is blatant lying a violation of the honor code? Is no, that, not, no if okay. it, not if it helps oh. uh, the BYU hey, cause. What is that called in uh, uh, yeah, some, extremism? I'm not sure, but it's, we've got a similar thing for okay. BYU football. Carve out. A little carve out there. Carve out there. <laughs> it's like, why did Muhammad Atta go to a strip club before? Well, ah, you got to do it. Yeah. you got to convince people that you're really, you're really Americanized. There were some girls there that needed Islam mm-hmm. stuff or whatever, and they were delivering it. How many times? Something. I don't know. Anyway. I should point out, though, before while we're on football. and on Obviously, we've got an Eagles uh, sweater on Philadelphia today. Eagles uh, play tonight. tonight. Uh, they, of course, uh, the first uh, game of the season for them, and I'm very excited about it. Looking forward Kicking to it. off the season with the uh, my grandfather's uh, Eagles sweater. Um, it's really it is, embarrassing. It's awesome. I love that and sweater. I freaking love it. I love uh, it's I have, really embarrassing. It's not well. It's not embarrassing for me, and I'm the one wearing. I'm embarrassed for it. Well, you could be embarrassed for the show. I'm embarrassed enough. That's okay for both of us. Okay. So, Uh, and the reason why is because there's been this long time thing of why I'm an Eagles fan, um, and uh, I no one knows the answer to that, Mm -hmm. uh, including myself. um, Which so my theory has always been the first football game that I can actually remember in my life happened the year after the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. So my belief always kind of was well maybe. It was because of that. Like, I saw them in the Super Bowl and latched onto them or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my new theory might be this sweater. 
because oh. this is my grandfather's sweater, and he, I remember him wearing it. And you liked your grandfather? And I love my grandfather, okay. who, by the way. I mean, he cared so much for alive. the team okay, nice. and the Eagles that he wore that sweater to do chores in. <laughs> he did. It's funny because there's actual, if you see here, like I don't know if you can see on TV, the little white spots. Little paint spots. It's speckles. actual paint. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's actual he it's actually funny, just went outside painted in it. I just went, ah, I'm going to go paint the house in, a, in an Eagles uh, sweater. Uh, but, and the other thing, he's not an Eagles fan. He's a Giants fan. Which is uh, perhaps why, why he painted, painted it in it. the Eagles sweater. It's very possible. Uh, although he had, I did, going back and going through old pictures, because my, the reason I have the sweater is because he uh, recently left his house and they were going through all of his stuff and they were, they pulled out a couple things that, you know, we would like, you know, like, like from his, uh, you know, from the archives. Mm -hmm. uh, and this swe sweater was one of them that they said, that my cousin actually found and, and sent to me. And I, we went, were going through the pictures and he had a, he also had a Steelers one. I, I found him with like five teams and none of which were the Giants, which I know are his favorite team. But I don't know if there was like this thing back in the day where you just kind of like wore. I mean, Pat's had you got a ninety-five favorite team, so maybe you're kind of you would relate to this. <laughs> I a little do bit. not have ninety-five favorite teams. So you have almost every, every team is your favorite. <laughs> every team that you've lived within three hundred miles of is your favorite, right? That is I mean, untrue. So that's fair. The Packers I've never lived within three hundred miles. Of no, the Packers team, are your the favorite Packers. team, along with with of course the Texans and the and the, the, and the, Texans, course, the Cowboys and the Cowboys. Now I kind of like too. So yeah. <laughs> and they won last night. By and, the way, yeah, well, yeah they did uh, in. Uh, Last uh, second fashion. Yeah, by the way, yeah. Tony Romo still sucks. Though. Romo does. Yeah, he's no matter scared. what he does. Actually, Wade, who is one of our camera guys, uh, he's starting to come around. He said, "Oh, and, and well, he should." Whoa. I mean, Tony Romo has proven time and time. You are winning time him again. over. I guess I, I, Romo's winning him over. I think through his play, he's yeah. only the best quarterback in the fourth quarter since 2006. When, by the way, he started in the NFL. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess he. I guess he actually. Came to the Cowboys in 2003, but he didn't play until 2006. So since he's been playing, he's been the best comeback quarterback in the NFL. Just the best, though. Just the best, though. I mean, that's there's nobody. You know, look, I mean, I, to, to be fair to the Romo haters, he's had some really high he's profile He's had a couple high failures, profile things. And but, for some reason, those got really blown out of proportion because... You've got to overcome that with the second best passer right. rating in history. He's done the job, right? He's done the job. <laughs> and, I mean, the guys, last year his quarterback uh, rating was 113 or something. It was out of control. It was the best in the NFL. And, and I think his touchdown to interception ratio was 34 to 9 or something, 34 to 3 or I don't know, something mm. outrageous. It was, he had an exceptional year. And and uh, eventually you got to say, okay, wait, maybe he's pretty good, right? <laughs> Don't you? At some point, yeah, look, look any guy that didn't get drafted, yeah, spent a couple years as a holder can't be good. That's it. That's all there is I, to it. You know, we said this before. I really think a, a big <laughs> portion of it goes back to that first thing, his right. first run in the playoffs, to yeah. get, or get to the playoffs or whatever it was, and he dropped the snap on that field yeah. goal. So ever since then, he's a choker. Even though yes. since then he's won so many games in the clutch, he's more than sure anybody has. else in the league. I think 24 games in fourth mm. quarter comebacks. That was a tough game, too. And by the yeah. way, on that play, if you remember back to that play where he dropped, <laughs> he dropped the snap, mm -hmm. picked it up, started running, almost got that first down. It was like... I don't know, maybe six inches away from a first down. Uh, it was. It was. It was almost first for, goal. For a person who loves the Eagles, it was pleasing to watch. Uh, <laughs> no, it was very pleasing to watch that game. I, I didn't even live near Dallas at the time, and it was heartbreaking to me. Heartbreaking, but.
be that as it may. I will say, we by the way, the other thing we could say about Tony Romo, mm -hmm. if I may uh, just, uh, just expand on the Tony Romo love here for a moment, yeah, yeah. as an Eagles fan, mm -hmm. he has by far the best direct TV commercial out of all of them. It's his, great. It is his great. artsy craft. It is great. It's, yeah. it's, I can't even see him in there. It's so good. I know. He is so, that is the really greatest good. character. He, it's, better than, it's better than all the, what was the original guy who did it? Um, uh, Rob Lowe. And Rob Lowe's were great. Yeah, they were. They, his is actually better than the Rob Lowe I one. I think so, too. And it's way better than Andrew Luck's. Way better way than Andrew better. Luck. And Eli way Manning better. have one, too. There's another one where they're... Peyton has one. Peyton yeah, has sure. One. Yeah, and they're all... I mean, Everybody's by got far, one now, but Romo's his is great. is really good. Romo needs more... Uh, he needs more endorsements. Yeah. I, I don't know. He's a good-looking guy. He's just not sexy. making enough money. He's the quarterback <laughs> of the Cowboys. Why, why didn't he have more endorsements? Yeah. He I'm, should be on Peyton Manning-level endorsements. By the way, they just did the uh, franchise... Um, uh, values. Forbes did the new franchise oh, values for yeah. the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas Cowboys, $4 billion. Four Isn't that up like billion. a billion? It's since up last significantly. Time? In fact, uh, Jeez. $4 billion. Who's going to pay $4 billion for the Dallas Cowboys? Um, uh, no I, one? A lot of people. You I think, think so? <laughs> <laughs> if Jerry, if Jerry gets another hip surgery and doesn't want him anymore, wow. you're darn right. Somebody Anyone has who it. has it. Because what say. did he pay? He paid in the hundreds of millions, I right? Think, like I had 200 or somewhere. Uh, give me a second. I'll find wow. it. Wow. Because the number was pretty amazing. <laughs> wow. It's a pretty good investment. Uh, uh, let's see. They're making $620 million in revenue every year. $270 million in profit. That's a good number. Wow. That's a good number. Uh, let me see. $140 million. He paid? Jerry Jones. Wait, $140 million for the franchise? Cowboys. And he Ladies. makes more than that every year <laughs> in profit. That's crazy. Uh, There's a couple of other good ones. Wow. That people have been, good uh, investment, huh? Just a tad. Good investment. Just a tad. Um, I, th I told you before, it was, uh, the Giants were purchased for $500 in 1925. The, and they're the now worth they're now worth two point eight billion dollars. And that's the same family, isn't it? Is it the same family? The Mara family, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's <laughs> another one. Five hundred dollars to two point eight billion. Ooh, good investment. Yeah, I mean, I, good. Of course, some time has yeah, passed. But you know, the problem with it, taxes. Yeah. You're oh. Gonna, you're gonna get burned with the taxes right. on that one. Uh, another one is uh, the, supposedly, and I have not checked these individually, but it's a guy who does uh, you know sports stuff. Um, uh, NFL Green Bay Packers uh, sports tax man is a guy. He does taxes and uh, you know stuff like that. Um, NFL Green Bay Packers were purchased in 1919 for $50. Forbes recently valued the team at 1.95 billion. <laughs> that's that's a, pretty good, good investment. When you buy anything yeah, for $50 in 1919, is probably going to increase a little bit. But I would say that's even sure. more than you'd think. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good uh, pretty good deal. But I'm glad football's for them. back, I think, is the answer. The, the, this break in general is summarized as we're glad football is back. Yes. Oh, man, no, no kidding. That's for sure. That is for sure. And, by, and of course, then there's Jeffy's uh, performance on the, in the FanDuel League for the listeners, which was really impressive, I thought. Uh, He's ahead of 39 people. 30, well, no, actually, I did, did look that up. I did make a mistake. He did was you? actually 471st place. Oh, okay. So, uh, so he's ahead, ahead of 29, 29 people. people uh, which a, not last. Good B. point. Good point, Jeffy. <laughs> Yes. Is there There's a B? No B. There's no, no B. B. It's, it's no B. It's just that you're not last. Um, and Jeffy, look. Made the, the, look, a lot of people said, hey, mm. Arian Foster's not going to play this week or probably next week or maybe for a few weeks after that. And Jeffy made the r radical decision to say, damn I don't it, believe the I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick him anyway because uh, maybe he mans up. Yeah. Uh, That's what you said to yourself, right, Jeffy? Well, they usually do. And he didn't. And he did not. And so. he probably won't next week. And Andrew Luck, too. What a putz. 
That was a tough one. Oh, I mean, the Andrew Luck one is a tough. You get Andrew Luck is shut out through three and a half quarters or whatever it was. That was that he was didn't pretty look hard good. to see. Yeah. Didn't look good. Neither did Peyton Manning really. Uh, right. Yesterday. All neither, the big, neither did Eli. <laughs> neither did Eli. There's a lot of bad, a lot of big quarterbacks uh, that weren't looking great. Yeah. Yesterday, but uh, we talked about this I think before. What was it Thursday? Yeah, Thursday morning we talked about the uh, Brady thing. Whether he was going to. Oh right. Surpassed 274. Was it going to be over or under that? And in his comeback, and he went over that slightly. It's mm. 288. Uh, so he was one of the big quarterbacks that came through. Aaron Rodgers had kind of an okay day as a Packers one. Uh, but uh, Marcus Mariota was the big. Um, he had he four touchdowns in the first half. Tremendous. Right? He's been, yeah, great. And game. what was fun was he was playing against uh, uh, Jameis Winston, who looks who terrible. Terrible. That's terrible. a shame. Uh, yeah, I it couldn't know. happen to a nicer guy. Yeah. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Now the great news for the Democrats is that they have a uh, Democratic Socialist in the lead in not one but two states uh, well, for the not nomination. Just any two states? No, it's uh, the two, first two primary <laughs> first states. Two states. Uh, New Hampshire and Iowa. He's up twenty two points in New Hampshire, and he's uh, he's up nine points in Iowa. So things are looking. You know, pretty good right now for Bernie Sanders. He's still down by a considerable margin in South Carolina, the third primary state. But South Carolina is completely influenced by those first two states. Anything past the first two, you can't even look at to me. Like South Carolina, I mean, this is it's interesting to kind of just see where the state of the race is for reference. But if someone, if Bernie Sanders comes out and sweeps Iowa and New Hampshire, he's going to have a huge move in South Carolina and probably win it. I don't know. We tr- we thought we talked about this uh, a couple of months ago, and I never actually bothered to look up the answer because I'm lazy. But has there ever been a candidate that won Iowa and New Hampshire and didn't win the nomination? Ever I, win I both of them? Not one of them, but both of them. Has there ever been a candidate to win both of those states and not win the nomination? Now there may very well be one or two of those. I can't remember any off the top of my head. But I'm you know I'm no presidential historian either. I mean there maybe there is a case. Can you look that up, Natasha? I would say to Jeffy, but Jeffy can't even type. What you need? Oh. I'm sorry, what do you need? Nothing. No, nothing from nothing. You. Nothing. We didn't need from anything from Nothing. We're gonna see if you can get out of four hundred and seventy first place, then we'll, we'll have <laughs> You said four sixty one. Now it's four seventy. It's four seventy one. Okay. All right. You, I think you were at four sixty one initially when I tweeted yeah, about were. it, and <laughs> then you dropped even lower. Though you do have a couple players going. I got a couple big players tonight. Gonna to push me right up. And who are they? Top ten. I don't remember. <laughs> but they're uh, big. The point big here player. being, though, I, you can say all you want. You'll, you have a Rudy Giuliani, uh, you know, Florida strategy. You're going to come back and sweep everybody after that. Uh-uh. But that doesn't work for re- mm. Giuliani's mocked for that for a reason. It doesn't work. People are too obsessed with the news these days. When you have two big victories, if Bernie Sanders beats her in both of those races, the only person who's going to take Bernie Sanders out is going to be. Al Gore. Al Gore. Mm-hmm. Because yep. you would need Al someone Gore. exciting and new to jump in with this disaster mm-hmm. going on that the, that the voters mm-hmm. are making happen. And I, even then, I don't, I don't, it would be really difficult for even Gore to do it. Uh, it's just, it, once you get that momentum going, you know, it's one thing if you split, remember last time it was split. It was uh, Obama won Iowa and then Hillary won New Hampshire, right? Uh, if I remember in 2008. Um, uh, but, like, y- you can't lose both of those you can lose iowa and win new hampshire and go on to win i mean you know george w bush did that a lot of people have done that you can lose uh you can win iowa and lose new hampshire and go on and win you really can't lose the first two i I don't think you can it's tough because 
people look at the way with Trump. We, when we first started talking about Trump being in the lead, it was one month after he took the lead. And it was like a foregone conclusion that this guy was the front runner for all time. It happens too fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have two, we're going to have a year and a half buildup to these races. And she, if she gets destroyed by 20 points in Iowa, she can't recover from that. She can't recover from that. No, I, I, I don't think she can. And there's, there's some reasons for why you can't win, why it, it's almost impossible to win after you lose the first two. Because then all of the donors start to say, okay, this thing is, there's too much momentum for Bernie Sanders. He's going to get our money instead of Hillary Clinton. And then the money dries up for the other candidates. And, and so you get the ad barrage and you get all the momentum and then you get all the press and that just starts the ball rolling all the way through North Carolina. And, you know, it's different because North Carolina being a Southern state may be completely different than, than Iowa or New Hampshire. Uh, and you might pull that one out, but it's, I don't know if that's going to be enough, really, to propel anybody past the guy who wins the first two. Guy or girl who wins the first two. Yeah, it's, it's a bizarre race. I mean, because the Trump thing has, I think, captured people's attention because he's a celebrity. He's a guy that everybody knows. He's been around forever. He's not a politician, so this isn't an expected thing. The guy is known for you know being a loudmouth businessman reality host, so it's kind of interesting, I think, probably more than anybody in history from that perspective. I mean, maybe Ronald Reagan at some level had some of that because he was a celebrity, but he was also a governor. He had done things and made the transition where Trump hasn't. I mean, he's coming mm -hmm. literally right off of NBC, right off of, you know, you know, beauty pageants and casinos to the presidency. So people are, it's obviously shocking in that way. And so I can understand people having their attention drawn there, but this is a bigger story. This is, she was literally given this nomination for the second time. Yeah. And she's losing it again. And she's giving it back <laughs> again. again, again. I mean, this is one of the biggest political collapses of all time. We are watching and a woman with a time. 70% uh, approval rating uh, as of a year ago. And she is now losing by 22 points to a socialist that no one <laughs> knew a year ago. She should try just not saying anything yeah. during her campaign. I'm sure they would like and that. And see if she could just win. Uh, I'm just not going to say anything to anybody mm -hmm. and just she try tried to get that. by. That was her first approach. It was. And it, people it started was. calling her out on it. And she's <laughs> now tried to talk and I think realized That's that true. she made a mistake. Yes. She should have stuck with the original approach that Pat suggested. She just has, should have. It would have been good if she hadn't had so much baggage if she that yeah. all that baggage really really is killing her and that just keeps getting heavier and heavier then maybe 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 you're right maybe she should have just stuck just, to it and not just said oh word shut. yeah i triple, can't talk triple eight seven two seven back uh right now we got a great deal for you because you can get the 72 hour emergency food supply for ten dollars i mean ten dollars for three days worth of food that gets you through until help arrives no matter what the emergency is maybe it's uh Snowstorm, uh, you're not going to worry about that probably right now, but uh, there's tornadoes, there's hurricanes, there's snowstorms, there's job loss, there's all kinds of different things that can go wrong. So call 800-478-8061 and order your three-day supply from My Patriot Supply. Another uh, thing that could go wrong, you're, uh, you're Jeffy, you're watching football uh, on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. 
right. you order a pizza, you realize it's going to take 20 minutes <laughs> oh to my get God. to your house. Not 20 just, minutes. What are you going to eat in that on. interim? What are you going to eat? So funny. I'm trying to think of what Critical. I thought was the trouble. I was thinking the weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Just any opportunity to eat is what Jeffy's look, talking about. And uh, you Ten did, bucks. Th that's the thing about the food is it's actually good. Yeah. Um, and we were actually really talking is. about, we got to do this at some point. We were talking about doing a spoons uh, segment with my oh, patron yeah. supply of food and make like a big like crazy casserole thing that would be fun and plus it would right. be food for us to eat which we really like here uh you can do three days of food or one pizza delivery of food for uh, you know for jeffy uh for only 10 bucks it's including shipping as well call 800-478-8061 it's 800-478-8061 my patriot supply is not just food it's freedom from having to wait for pizza you looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com. So we have some information on the question I was just asking. Uh, do we? Not exactly the question I was asking, but something kind of close. Right. So my question was, has anyone ever won Iowa and New Hampshire and then lost the nomination? And the answer is? We don't know. Still. We're okay. still looking for All right. that. Well, um, but we have the reverse answer. Has anyone ever lost Iowa and New Hampshire and then won the, the nomination? Oh, sure. And that has happened one time. You say, oh, sure. Oh, sure. Happened happened. One time. I knew that happened. And it has. Go ahead. I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> I don't know the story, but I know it's happened. Well, I think mean, you should tell me, why don't you, if you know what's happened, obviously, give us the details of what you know, whatever that is. Ah, oh, it happened. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what, it has happened one time, mm -hmm. uh, and that candidate, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton actually lost Iowa and New Hampshire. Mm. Uh, he only got 2.8% in Iowa, which was uh, won by, of course, Tom Harkin, but... Harkins in Iowa, so no one really put any uh, attention really on that. It wasn't a big deal. And then um, uh, he went on to uh, lose New Hampshire to Paul Sangus. Oh, yeah. Wow. Jeez. Remember Paul that guy? Sangus. Uh, and, uh, wow. he, of course, he was from Massachusetts. So it's kind of a weird one there. you got a neighboring yeah. state and a home state. So people kind of yeah. maybe just said, all right, those two kind of don't count, mm -hmm. which is kind of strange. I mean, that's what yeah. happens when you win your home state. Everyone's like, well, you're supposed to win your home state. Uh, so that's that's what happened there. Um, others have lost one or the other contest on the way to the White House, but not both. George W. Bush uh, and his father, George H. W. Bush and Ronald Reagan, all lost one of the two early uh, states. Um, in fact, nine of the nine election cycles of the modern presidential selection system, only 2004 and 1976 did both major party nominees sweep the early states. So it's really common that you lose one. But it's not at all common that you would uh, lose both. It only happened once. And we still don't have any... Uh, examples yet of someone who won both but then lost the nomination i mean even someone like because i mean there's been those historical collapse of wow. nominees you know someone like a gary hart who was leading the polls but he didn't win both of those states and then drop right. out uh i you know i can't think of i can't think of any but it, it may have happened somewhere if you have it go, go on the feed with the blaze.com slash the feed and tell jeffy so he can misread whatever you write and say the word <laughs> spoons um but i would be interested maybe to check it later yeah uh, I would hazard a guess, too, that uh, there would not be a Gary Hart-type collapse with, uh, with Bernie Sanders. 
You don't know uh, that. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're not going to find him in bed with some other chick. Well, probably not, but we, we, we might pretty find sure. us another album. Yeah, it's true. That could happen. There might be another If there was a second CD musical album. out there, I think we'd, that would That could much, ruin him? Well, I, or put him to 100% of the vote, including <laughs> mine, by the way. If he has another CD, I will vote for him. I'm fine with that. Honestly, I've completely given I've decided to completely give up on politics. Yeah. I don't know. When I say decided, it's just completely natural. It's completely organic. Mm-hmm. But with, you know, kind of what's going on, and Glenn has been talking about this for a while, about how there's no political solutions. And I, of course, agree with that in mm-hmm. that general, you know, there's that general sense that you have that I, I, where I, I agree with that. I think he's right. Like, the only mm-hmm. real answer is something fundamental that changes in our families and, our, you know, internally and all of that. I agree with that. But it's still, there's a practical thing of an everyday um, you know, situation where you need to look at politics, and it is part of it. It is, and he he will always say that, of course. Uh, but with the with the Trump thing and the Bernie Sanders thing and the Hillary, like, I just I, I'm so easily tuned out of it right now. And it's like I just don't. It was kind of you know our reason when we initially did the Trump free uh, broadcast when we were filling in for Glenn. It's just like I just I don't want to sit here and blab about it every day. I, I don't feel like doing it. Because it doesn't feel like there's much there. If the Republican Party can put a guy who believed that uh, until very, very recently, until he's decided to tell us he doesn't believe it anymore. We all criticize Caitlyn Jenner. It's like everyone's like, oh, well, you can't call Caitlyn Jenner a she just because she decided it. Well, we're calling Donald Trump a Republican just because he decided it. Out of nowhere, we just all of a sudden said, oh, well, yeah, sure, in 2009 he was a Democrat. But now he really believes in conservative principles. When you have, when that's the alternative to socialism is Donald Trump? Why bother? Why bother even having the elections? Why bother playing the games, as they would say in sports? Just let it go. Who gives a crap? You lose either way. It's like a, uh, uh, you know, a Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. There are no winners there. It just sucks either way. Yeah. It's like a Utah... Boise State National <laughs> Championship game? I don't know how to relate to you on this point, but the, the issue is it sucks either way. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. No, I got you. And I think is that right. the right example? It is. I, okay. yeah, I don't know if you hate Boise fine. State. I know you hate Utah. I do hate Boise State. You do? Uh, which was why it made this weekend so very sweet. That's why you wanted that. You were you accepted the punch <clears> in the in the in the nuts by the BYU player. You were excited about that because you wanted revenge on a team you didn't like, and it's I, okay to break. Uh, don't know anything about a punch in the nuts that you. Speak oh, of, of course. I, no, I don't know anything huh. about it. No, oh, I, I, didn't, it. I didn't see it. Maybe we have the video on the show. Yes, today. we do. <clears throat> we do. Oh, yeah, huh? yeah, we do. I just happened to catch it on the. No, oh, we do not have it on the show. Yes, we do. Of course, we. Do. Oh yeah, we do have it on the show. We should have talked. We. It's too late now because we already did our football. <laughs> so, uh, what we do have though huh. is uh, this all may be moot because we're being threatened again by the uh, supreme leader of Iran, the oh, Ayatollah Khomeini. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a new video out on his YouTube channel, which is very, oh, very frightening. Here's a look at it. We could knock out their military uh, with, uh, with speed and dispatch if we chose. If we chose. Kim Aga gufkas ke mitabanat artesh Iran ra nabud konat. Man nemi kham dar in zamin e chizi be. Gadi mihay ma in tu 
جور حرف ها رو لاف در غریبی میگفتن اونها که این حرف رو خواهند چنین اگر میخواهند درست اگر میخواهند از تجربه های خود درست استفاده One who will emerge humiliated out of it. I bet it's us. Here it comes. Is 2003 to 2011 Iraq? Uh, okay, I, 2011 Iraq War. Uh, return from Iraq. Who will be humiliated? Will be the invading and criminal America. There it is. Woo! And there's the big threat. That, I will uh, say this, though. You could say this, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Obama has solved this problem. I mean, look at how well the relations are now. He's posting videos saying that he's going to, they're going to kill all of us. And I think this deal has obviously been effective. Yeah, because now they want to kill us in a nice way. In a really nice way, in a nicely produced way. In a know? nice way. Uh, yeah, which so. is great. Um, so I, th I'm, I think that's real progress here. Uh, they've also told us enough with the 9-11 memorials already. Uh, this simple <laughs> message appeared on Iran's state-run press. Uh, the persistent, persuasive, and destructive aspects of the fables of 9-11. The tragedy of 9-11 should no longer be allowed to haunt the world's collective memory and define its sense of purpose and orientation. Under the pretext of wiping out the terrorists and their movements, the United States and its allies continue to spread sectarian poison and bring pain and suffering to many others. For 14 right. years, the world has only seen war, intervention, assassinations, torture, kidnappings, black sites, the growth of the American-European spying program and the spread of terrorism. Right. Yeah, it's all perpetrated by them, by the way. I, I, virtually everything they say here has been funded, at least in part or in whole, by Iran. But they blame us for it, so it's great. Meanwhile, the State, the State Department spokesman uh, John Kirby says that, uh, this is kind of interesting, radical Islam is losing, but growing. Mm. See if we can I make sense that, out of this. Uh, terrorist networks around the world, while they continue to metastasize uh, and fester uh -huh. and remain a lethal threat, okay. are themselves under threat, increasing threat. Uh, and pressure by the international community. Right. Uh, I'm not going to give you a scorecard on this, uh, no. but I think if you look back at 14 years now mm -hmm. that we've been at this as aggressively as we have been, mm -hmm. there's no question that groups like Al-Qaeda are weaker than they were at the outset. This okay. is an ideology that's a loser, mm -hmm. and it's going to lose. But as I said earlier, mm -hmm. we recognize it's going to take mm -hmm. time. Yeah. and effort and resources mm -hmm. and probably results in more bloodshed before it is. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of like saying that your cancer, uh, Jeffy, is uh, metastasizing. It's growing. Mm. It's in your brain and your lungs and your liver, your kidneys. It's also in your colon, your prostate, your eyes, your nostrils, your sinus cavity. 
I thought there were some kind of HIPAA rules where you couldn't see my medical records. <laughs> but but it's it's a loser cancer. I mean we've you know this it's I mean it's, we're going to defeat it. Yeah, we're going to defeat it. It's, it's I mean it should be more scared than you are right now because we're about to hit it with pretty much everything we got and we've been hitting it for 14 years and I know it's spread while we've been hitting it but we're going to continue to hit it and so it's a loser cancer don't even worry about what this. we've decided too is they they told me the other day is we've decided instead of giving it everything we've got they're going to pull back some of the medicine <laughs> the right. that they're using yeah they're going to use less of it uh-huh and they're going to hope that that happens. well because we can't poison you well and that's essentially what we're doing if we give you chemotherapy. We should also say we don't feel comfortable with the terminology cancer. Uh, <laughs> right. we're, what we're talking Thank about you. is a cell, uh, an alternative cell arrangement mm -hmm. is what we prefer to call <laughs> it. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we could talk about that. Would you call it a negative alternative cell I arrangement? Would I, I would you would not, not call would it not. that. Okay. I would just say All it's right. different. And All right. we need to understand that sometimes things are, that is really where we are. This it point. is. No kidding. Uh, yeah, it is. It's sad. Crazy. It's bizarre. But, uh, you know, but I, we I are have here. zero confidence that these guys are going to oh, be able to turn Especially with these buffoons. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't think it's, it doesn't even seem to be their goal. No, I mean, their, their goal just seems to be, like, can we come up with a way to justify that we made peace in some way? Like, we, made, we took right. a step with diplomacy. And it's similar, and obviously it pays off in, at some level, where people still talk glowingly over the Carter Peace Accords. Uh, you know, he came and he made peace in the Middle East. And it's like, are you watching the news it didn't work like who cares if you signed a contract that didn't work it's like oh we just signed peyton manning to be our spokesperson now he never wound up doing any commercials for us uh but i thought it was a pretty big achievement we got him uh you know we, we talked to him about that he did say yes though he said at yes, one point at one he point. said yes now we, so. we did we did pay him and he, uh -huh. he did not do the commercials and we and the, the company's out of business but we were really excited to get him signed on uh to do the commercials for us it's like that's not an achievement the thing you're supposed to do something to it's like it's like bragging about an investment. I just invested, uh, you know, a thousand dollars in oil. And it's like, well, the oil prices went down. Yeah, but I I did invest it. It's like, well, that's a bad thing. You lost money, and then uh, you don't brag then. You, yeah. you know, that's you brag after it works. It didn't work. There's nothing to <laughs> brag about. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents still coming up. Oh, by the way, the cancer's in your feet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see uh, it. There it is. Oh, earlobes. Oh, it's in your earlobe. More cellulose. More cellulose. You have neck cancer. Uh, You know, the problem with the Zoran thing, Pat, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's just nobody to solve it. Mm -hmm. Well, except, obviously, for middle-class Joe. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what I always call I know That's what most people call him, right? Oh, yeah, everybody calls him. Everyone calls him middle-class middle class Joe. Joe. Um, and the reason why we call him middle-class Joe is clear. Hey, well, he's for the middle class. He loves the middle class. He loves them. Uh, and he was middle class. You know, he used he to go to Katie's restaurant. In, yeah. Oh, um, he uh, went there for years after it was closed yeah. oh and God. not even there anymore. He'd go yeah. there. And the Home That's Depot. That's how much he loved it. it. Mm -hmm. That's how much he loved it. He, did. he, he almost lived at Home Depot. Oh, in, my gosh. Uh, Huge Home Delaware. Depot guy. Um, so. But uh, he is actually met now with a top Obama bundler uh, after his uh, Colbert interview, which I was actually thinking he might. We kind of. Just speculated about this. That might be his announcement. He might actually do it on the Colbert thing. 
Yeah, she did week. not. He did not, although he said he's still toying with the idea. Um, it was a secret meeting uh, in his hotel in Midtown Manhattan, lasted for 90 minutes, a private one-on-one -on -one session mm -hmm. with one of the most prominent and powerful fundraising stars in the Democratic, Democratic firmament, which is a fun word. Mm -hmm. uh, Mega Bundler, who happens to be at least now publicly committed to Hillary Clinton. Oopsie. Oh, no. Um, Robert Wolf is the guy, former uh, chairman, CEO of UBS Americas, a uh, big, uh, big guy who raises lots of money. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, is in, uh, wants stuff like the Export-Import Bank to be reauthorized, which is uh, Who something doesn't? that is... Uh, Who doesn't? Although that was something FreedomWorks talked about not doing for a while, so I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that uh, that's the right argument when it comes to that. It's not my, I wouldn't say my, the top of my passion list, uh, per se. But it's interesting. I think he still is really considering uh, running, uh, and maybe part of that is because Hillary Clinton is just doing so poorly. Again, I think if Hillary Clinton was still up 80 to 10 you know, something like that right now, he mm -hmm. probably doesn't jump in. But the fact that she, he's, she's losing to Hillary Clinton in both of the first two states eh, says maybe, maybe that should be something that would be considered. Um, also, there's still more coming out on the Hillary email scandal. And I'm not one of the people who believes that's the reason for her troubles. I think she's just terrible, mm -hmm. and that's the reason for her troubles. Uh, but it does seem uh, as if um, that is moving on, and they do now believe that uh, they did not wipe the server. Uh, that, uh, you know, it's essentially different. And, Jeffy, you, you know this uh, pretty well, um, if, I, if I'm correct. When you have a computer and you have stuff on there that you don't want authorities to see, right. you don't just delete <laughs> the files. You have to go through a, a real process of wiping the server, which is apparently something to do with rewriting gibberish over what's on there over and over and over and over and over again. So it's not like, you're not like deleting stuff. You're rewriting it. So that there's new crap on there that that hides the old stuff. Am well, I right? Am I, is that yes, process? and then there are some programs that do that too. But then you end up. Oh, I don't. Want to then you end up what? Okay, no, nothing. What? Nothing. Come on. Don't worry about it. <laughs> How many times have you? Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you have something mm -hmm. of high? Um, that's like a, ma a high magnetic uh, value that you run over? Like, have you ever had that where someone's banging on your door and you're wiping computers while? Nope, I have the door jams all magnetized. Carry them out the door, gone. Zap. Okay. Uh, did I just say that on the air? <laughs> that's a, yeah, you do. But that's a, a great Jeffy moment in that I've never even considered that. as a, mm -hmm. like I, That's a great freaking idea if you're a criminal, right? You magnetize the door jams. You take the computer out and automatically erases them. Jeffy actually had thought about that enough to just, just willy-nilly throw it out like it's something <laughs> obvious. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good idea, though. You just you just really save some criminals. You're welcome. Mm. Yeah, nice. You need to start a uh, some sort of consulting company that helps criminals on the go. Why do I want to help other competitors? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. I don't know. I, do you think there's any chance that Biden comes in and wins the nomination? Like right now, if you were to say right now, Biden, we won't even count Gore. Biden, Clinton, Sanders. What are the percentages that they are the nominee? Break it down for me, Pat. 20, 20, 20. Wow, you're, you're this is Jeffy Matt? 40 for somebody else. <laughs> you really have 40% chance it's somebody else? Yeah. Wow. Who yeah. would that be? I, mean, I, guess, I guess Al, right? Or Richard Gephardt. Well, Dick Gephardt would win if he wants I mean, to run, but he doesn't want to run. Are okay. we positive? Has Dick been asked? No, no one's Dick, asked. Dick, we need you, man. Is that, isn't that an indication, you. though? No one's asked him. 
Well, we know of. We know of. Though. No, right. We know yeah. of. These right. sort of high-level right. meetings, you know, this is the problem. Yeah. When you're, we, we, Biden, like, we're reporting these the next day. Mm -hmm. That's embarrassing. Gephardt's meetings are really secret. Like, yeah. he has yeah. a, he has a right. Faraday, uh, Faraday cage yes. where he mm -hmm. gets inside and they have the meetings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I recently watched Mr. Robot, that's why I don't know that. Uh, but, uh, that's where he met them. Yeah, that's, that's where he met them. That's where, because none of the phones will work in there and stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why so. you do it that way. That's, that's where Dick Gephardt so, yeah. is having his underground meetings. All right. Um, now, I was, Jeffy, do you have a, <laughs> I, now, we're going to need these to add up to somewhat, something close to 100 here. But okay. do you have, uh, like, if you were to say Clinton, Biden, and just I don't three. even think Biden's yeah. going to get in. Yeah, I was just I, thinking about that. I don't, yeah, I don't he's think out. he's going to jump in. He, I think he, he just got some chance. Though? Though? I'd yeah. say it's eighty twenty Hillary uh, to Bernie. Yep, eighty twenty. I, 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 unless Al gets in, it's going to happen. I mean, if if we're only going to consider the three, I don't think Biden's getting in at, at this point. But you don't think there's any chance he gets in? Very little chance. No. Yeah, I think he. Maybe I still 10. think there's maybe a ten percent chance. Okay. So maybe it's seventy twenty ten. I just don't. I honestly do not believe. Again, I, I, I honestly want to be proved wrong on this one. I do not believe the Democrats will run Bernie Sanders as their nominee under any I, circumstances. I don't think so either. It, they can't. It's, right? uh, to they me, can't. it's still a 5% or 2% or 1% chance for Bernie Sanders. Uh -huh. Much more likely to me that either Biden comes in and makes a run and, and wins, mm -hmm. um, or uh, another party, a, 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 even a, I was going to say Martin O'Malley, that's not happening. Even an Al Gore type I know, right? that comes well, in O'Malley's as the savior. Right. O'Malley, like, you'd think it, it's so long with zeros around O'Malley's name I that know. I don't believe. But he's still yeah. in a position where you'd think there'd be some chance. Like, if you get to the situation where Hillary is doing so badly, she drops out. You don't have a Biden or Gore won't do it. You don't have that savior candidate. They have others. O'Malley's still sitting there running. Maybe they do coalesce around somebody else. Because I can't believe they want Bernie Sanders to be the guy. Actually talking. They're so desperate now. They're actually talking about John Kerry again. John no, are they really? Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're talking about Bloomberg, who I don't think has much of a chance. They're talking about John Kerry and who is, well, and Al Gore was the third one, I think. It was, it was Kerry Gore and Bloomberg that, they, that they're going to turn to as Democrat stars that they could bring in in the case of a Hillary implosion. And everybody's worried about that. Yeah. And they're it's all happening. concerned about it because yeah. it's actually happening, it seems like. And so they know Bernie Sanders probably can't win. So they must have an alternative. And it's, I mean, if John Kerry is your guy, you're in sadder shape than even I thought. Bloomberg's actually a kind of an interesting one for them because obviously he is a Democrat. I mean, there's no yes, doubt about it. He, he, he yeah. ran as a Republican in New York at one point. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Independent. He's obviously legitimately a Democrat and has been for a really long time. But he hits some of their mm. big themes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, he's not good with the income inequality. He's not going to be making that argument. But he's going to be seen as more of a centrist. Is he um, likable, though? Oh, no, not no. at all. He's actually a terrible human being. But I mean, right. he's big on guns. Mm -hmm. He's got some other key issues that they could kind of, I think, associate with. Yep. He likes to, he's certainly a progressive, loves to control your life. I mean, there are, there's some, and also he's a, insert him in the, in the role and he can do, he doesn't need any money. He doesn't need fundraising. He doesn't need structure. Right. He just need, he can just spend his way. If all he wanted to be true. president, he could spend his own money doing it. So. That's true. Yeah. Carrie, so, though, yeah. like Carrie to me strikes me as a person who would want to do it. Mm -hmm. if, if they came to him and said, John, we need oh, you, he'd love that. Gore is, is much more, it's much more difficult to get him to do it. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to lose again, number one. And number two, he's got a sweet life doing what he wants to do. Where Kerry, I think, is still more involved in that everyday thing. Like, I think he would love to dive back in. If they would so come too. and ask him in a dip, get, get Dick Gephardt sort of way, mm -hmm. he'd be in. He would. Now, obviously, if Gephardt runs, everyone's out.
Yeah, well, I mean, that's what they're that's what they're telling John Kerry right now, John. Um, we need you unless we can get you. Dick Gephardt right. Yeah, then, <laughs> and you know that, John. You know that better than anyone. Dick is up front. He's first. Number yeah. one. I mean, yeah. look, I think Kerry would understand that. Is uh, George McGovern alive? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about did, that. Did, you should look into that. Was it him or Mondale that, that ran in Minnesota for the Senate seat and then lost after uh, their candidate died? I think that was McGovern, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. We'll work that out and uh, be back. He's one of those loser candidates. Well, they'll go Dukakis 2016. <laughs> Dukakis? It's an option. He's what, dead. Is he dead, too? He's dead. We can still run, dead. George. But, what, yeah, about, yeah. what about Gary Hart? Bring him back. They don't I'm a big fan of that. There was a time where they cared about scandal. They don't care about that they anymore. Bring Gary Hart back. Least. Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, Five thirty eight has some twenty fifteen NFL predictions. Uh, they used a, um, an ELO based model, or is that ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra it is based the electric model? Electric Light Orchestra okay. based. Yep. Uh, to calculate each team's chances of advancing to the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifty. By the way, this year that's kind of cool. Super Bowl fifty. Yeah, I'll be there, Pat. Uh, Santa Clara. Are we going to start that already? Really? Yeah, I'm going to be like there at, we're, at we're, the game. We're people, week one. We're already hearing this. Seriously? Hearing that I'm going to be at the Super Bowl? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know, I think it's important that people <laughs> know that we this this show, uh-huh. unlike many others, mm-hmm. uh, takes the time to send a correspondent every year to the Actually, big game. I'll tell you one you thing. Don't, but I'll tell you one thing. If this show is sending you, there's going to be a strike. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've tried to expense mm-hmm. the tickets. It doesn't work. Doesn't work? No. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No. I don't it's know why. It, I mean, it I is have, worth giving it a shot. Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do? The worst thing they could do is just, you know, hey. Didn't you call declined. in from the Super Bowl at one time? Well, that's many work. times I have. Oh, yeah, thank that's you. Work. That's work. I mean, yeah. I'll, I can run that by the IRS. See what they, Try it. See if they, see run it up the flagpole. <laughs> See what happens. No, I definitely. This is interesting, though. The, Take it out for a drive. The ELO rating or Electric Light Orchestra <laughs> rating that 538 uses is is mm-hmm. really a cool concept, which is it allows you to um, uh, compare teams of any era to other teams with mm-hmm. a sort of statistical based formula that you know they don't necessarily tell you all the details of, but it's it, they do tell you a lot of them. And what they do, they can also use that to project if they'll make the playoffs and everything else. And it's based on how you compare to other teams uh, that you're playing and how good your team, you know, what are your margins of victory, all those things are all taken into account. Um, so they are uh, saying this. We have the, the actual uh, graph here. Can we show this? Uh, you've got uh, New England uh, is number one right now after the first week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle, number two. Green Bay, number three. Denver, number four. Dallas, number five, which is interesting because they really struggled in that game. Uh, I mean, they... Well, Seattle lost. How are they number two? Uh, well, because they... Still believe the they yeah. still believe they're going to win right like they ten games yeah, they they lost you know last second yeah. play and but they did actually lose a little bit uh, and Baltimore uh, being the, do we have the worst it's got to be Tampa Bay's got to be the worst uh, I didn't actually see the yeah, worst so it is it is Tampa Bay Tampa's got oh, hammered I'll say too oh, here's was it by Tennessee right yeah 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 Tampa yeah. Bay and now Tennessee is is the fifth worst so <laughs> they and they and they won what was it forty two to 14-42-21. Kind of sad to see what's happened to Oakland, too. They, over time, they looked it? horrific. They looked really game. bad. Her, Oakland and Tampa looked like, I mean, Washington had its moments. I mean, they really should have won the game against Miami. Jacksonville did not look so great either, but they had a little bit more than Tampa and, and Oakland. And those two teams looked mm. horrifically bad.
I mean, Jameis Winston does not look like he's prepared to play at all. I don't think so either. And I heard the pundit saying, oh, he's going to be a viable NFL quarterback. What? I don't see that. Hey, it looks like he's going to be a great quarterback. Huh? He'll be fine. What are you what? talking about? He looked like crap. Eight seven two seven back. It's patents too. You're gonna feel a lot better after we tell you this story of a little creep, a little felon, a little killer, uh, potential uh, lunatic walking the streets. Got him off the streets. So rest easier today. Thirteen year old middle school boy facing. Uh, he was arrested. Thank heaven. Mm-hmm. Got this crazy little creep. Second degree assault charge as a juvenile after oh, yeah. he reportedly they shoot up a school or something. Kissed a classmate. He uh, got the little bastard. Got him with lead. I mean, what was it? No, kissed, kissed her, her with, with his lips. With his lips, kissed her. According to uh, WBFF, was he forty? Uh, no, he's thirteen. Thirteen-year-old okay. middle schooler kissed another middle schooler. Both are in the eighth grade. Hmm. In fact, the girl's older than he is. She's fourteen. Is, uh, is the girl hurt? I mean, he was. She... No, she's fine. He punched fine. her while he was. Uh, no, he kissed her, and I think he kissed her on the cheek. Uh, no one was injured during the altercation, uh, fortunately, because you know how this could have ended in death. A lot of kisses ended in, in death. How many times have we seen that? Um, well, none. But it could happen at any time, and it could have been right here. And fortunately, this kid's off the streets and won't get the opportunity to do it anytime soon again. Um, it's basically Columbine. I mean, let's be honest about it. it. Essentially, yes. Basically Essentially, Columbine. we're talking uh, Tillville here. Downtown Tillville. Downtown Tillville. Emmett Tillville. Emmett Tillville. Tilltown. Right here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they reported that no Ooh. one was injured. I love that. No one was injured in the altercation. And school officials will handle any disciplinary actions. Now, look, if you are, and this is the Jeffy. Oh, the, he did it on a dare. Yeah, the Jeffy stand. I dare you to go. Didn't we all go through this, though, in school? Right, of course. I dare well, you to go kiss her. There is a Jeffy standard that, that can be, I think, tripped. Which mm-hmm. is if someone says no to you and say, get away from me, stop it, mm-hmm. and they do it anyway, there is, there is some level. You can't be harassed your whole time. Right, yes. Um, and obviously, Jeffy does this to people all the time here at work, at, yes, at, right. at home, right. uh, in, in grocery stores, uh, gas stations, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. pancake shops. A, a lot of times during, during commercial breaks, he'll come over here and try to molest uh, us. And sometimes and, he'll get, he'll get, a, he'll get uh, a good kiss in, you know? Yeah. It's not, I can't say it's terrible. You know, I mean, but it's not. If we say no, we say no. Is it is it is it the worst part of my day? No. The answer to that is no. That's why but I, I still. That's why I I've lived by no means yes. I've lived by that forever. I mean, there is a oh, level man. of harassment that well, can happen. But I mean, is. first but of all, you're talking about a 13 and a 14 year old, and it's, it's a school, school consequences. Come on, man. It, there are consequences of suspension or detention kid. or something like that. But I mean, an unwanted kiss is not. You're not arresting a 13 year old for that. It's ridiculous. Did, uh, it, and there's certain levels. Of, if he 
you know, he forced her to the ground, yeah, and they held right. her down, yes. and then he kissed her. That's different. If he went up to her and kissed her on the cheek or, you know, even on the lips, I, I don't know, is that a an arrestable offense? When you're 13 and, and 14, and, I don't we know. Just, I mean, we generally live in a society where almost nothing, you actually get out of illegal activity as a kid all the time. I mean, yeah. like when you're 13 years old, you're going, you're bashing mailboxes. You're not going to federal <laughs> prison for it. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. there's a... Uh, there's a little leeway that's built into our system, I think, that for someone who's 13 years old. And, and, and even if, though, let's put it to adults. If you're at a bar and there's a, uh, a girl uh, and, and, and Jeffy goes up and kisses a girl on the cheek, a slap is, is probably the consequence Definitely of appropriate. that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that you're putting him in arrest be for assault, are you? I mean, maybe. I, I mean, I it's, it's, if it's Jeffy, I don't think maybe so. you do. But, I mean, really, it's probably one of those, like, things where it's like tax evasion for the mobsters. It's really, you're putting him in jail for other things. Yes. You just found a way right. to get him in jail. Right. You know, it's like O.J. with the, uh, with the whole... Um... Yeah, he almost cuts his ex-wife's head off, and then he goes, to, he goes to jail for almost the rest of his life for, for stealing his own paraphernalia. <laughs> for, like, football paraphernalia, which football was cards. Which was his, to right. begin with. Right. So. Which were his, I suppose, yeah. is the way to say it. Yes, I guess it uh, would. Uh, yeah, so I think it's a little bit over, over the top. It does seem to be, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. If this was my daughter, and she's at school, and somebody comes up and kisses her on the cheek, no. on a dare... Am I going to want pre uh, charges pressed against no, I think the kid? You, I mean, if you're really depending on the if there's a backstory, again, there's like yeah. that's the thing. If if, if for six months he had been trying to kiss her yeah. and she'd been saying no and stay away from me, it that's really different. makes me uncomfortable. Blah 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 blah. And then he does it anyway. Well, then you're a little bit further down the line. Though mm. again, I don't right. know. If there's court stuff there. I think it's suspension. Mm -hmm. Maybe at some level there's even mm -hmm. an expulsion of you know. There's something castration, castration. Like that, but, um, you know, you know. Maybe Maybe um, uh, public flogging of sorts, sure. mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if arrest is appropriate. Uh, now I think it, it, there is something there. You can there is a level of it. Let's be honest about it. There can be harassment, and, and they, sometimes these stores aren't told appropriately the first time. Right. Uh, but if it's just a kiss on the cheek, you honestly you say, "Look, don't ever do that again. If you do it again, we're gonna kick you out of school." I mean, I don't even that think the second reasonable. occurrence of it is seems arrestable. Reasonable. Yeah. Right. Like I, even if, if he does it, he does it to one girl. She says no, and she get, he gets a detention. And then he does it to another girl a week later, probably just a suspension. Yeah. It's Even a, if you're a serial kisser. Right. The kissing bandit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, like, I'm not trying to minimize, like, you can't terrorize someone. And there, that, right. especially at that age, some of that can get to that level. It doesn't the seem to be the case here. here. So, uh, very bizarre. Yeah. I, we're, we're a crazy society right we now. We sure are. Which is why uh, a U.S. interest rate rise this week could trigger, trigger a, a global economy uh, cr a crash. Uh, but nothing more than a global economic crash. Is that, now, is that, uh, just quickly to, to bring the audience in, is that bad? A global economic crash? Mm -hmm. I would say yes. Oh, wow. I know I'm going wow, okay, that's good. out on brought, a limb there. I'm glad you brought them in on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, just to bring you in on global economic crash, it's not desirable in any way. In any way, in you're saying any that. way, we want to avoid that in all at all costs. Okay, okay, now we okay. can. Okay, all right. I'm so, glad we've covered that. Uh, debt ratios have reached extreme levels across all major regions of the global economy, leaving the financial system acute, acutely vulnerable to monetary tightening, uh, according to the uh, world's top financial watchdog, the Bank for International Settlements. I follow their I follow their actions and their writings very very closely.
And as I know you do, Stu. Well, I mean, I, how many times have I come by uh, your car and you see that bumper sticker, Bank of International Senate? Uh, 12 Senate times a day? Yeah, 12, right. 15 times? You're just so into it. I, it's a I little it. irritating. I love it. Uh, fact, I don't think I'm wearing, I ever get irritated with that. I'm wearing my Eagles uh, sweater today. You actually initially were wearing your Bank of International Settlements <laughs> sweater, and I don't know why you took it off. It was hot. Oh, it was just too warm. It was just too, <laughs> it was hot. too warm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It was too warm. <laughs> It because is. It's wool. It's September and, in Texas. Uh, yeah, you know, right. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get you one now. <laughs> if I get you one, will you wear it? <laughs> yes. If you give me a bank for international settlements sweatshirt uh -huh. or t-shirt or Natasha. sweater, I will wear it. Can we look at, into that, please? Uh, Pat needs a bank for international settlements sweater. <laughs> it's so God, this show is dumb. <laughs> we just make and you fun know of we you know, important things. In a couple and, of weeks, um, we will get in the mail a sweater from the Bank for International Settlements. <laughs> some, some listener right now is at the Bank for oh. International Settlements and will send us a sweater oh, yeah. if it exists. Yes. And we will get it. Extra and, large, please. Obviously. Can we, get, can we get on that, Natasha? Is that possible? Perhaps even 2X, depending yes, on no? The Bank for International Settlement sizes. <laughs> they've, got, they've, got to have a, they've got to have a gift shop on their website. I'm sure. Come they've on. They've got to have a, a Bank for International a swag store. Of course sorts. they do. It gives, yeah. it it's gives the stuff bank. away to people all the time. It's yes. the Bank for International Settlement. It's probably like 50, 60 bucks. Just use half of our budget for the year and buy it. Yeah. That's all. It's not that hard. Peace. Anyway, they said the wild market ructions of recent weeks and capital outflows from China are warning signs that the massive buildup in credit coming back to haunt us. And so when they when they raise interest rates, all that money is going to flow back in and uh, overwhelm the system is is what I guess the theory is here. We are not seeing isolated tremors, but the release of pressure that's gradually accumulated over the years along major fault lines. And seriously, Glenn has been talking about this. Yes. Incessantly, probably. <laughs> yes. For easily six, maybe seven, eight oh, years. It's got to go back before 2008. I mean, at least 2007, he's been talking about this type of thing. Um, and, you know, it's Nobody scary. would listen. It's, it's tough. You he know, was called, he was literally called insane yeah. oh, over yeah. these kinds of warnings. Well, here it is from the Telegraph. And they're saying that if, if the Fed does raise interest rates... It could cause global economic catastrophe. Yeah. I, look, Glenn was on the air with somebody when we were on CNN talking to someone who's saying uh, the Dow was going to go to 20,000. And he was saying, no, it's going to go the other way. And it was 6,500 within, within six months. Yeah, it amazing. It went from 14,000 to 6,500. Um, you know, it was a scary time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, obviously we've heard now stories, many stories, of how close <laughs> we were to collapse, real legitimate collapse, not what we dealt with, which was a real economic disaster, but, I mean, serious collapse in which the banking system doesn't work and your currency isn't worth anything and all those crazy things that could theoretically happen and have happened around the globe. Uh, so is this that time? I, I think we've, we've hit a point now since 2008 that there have been so many scares that I think yeah. people now are starting to not listen to them again. They're kind of immune to um, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, mm -hmm. I will tell you, I mean, with Cyprus and Greece and those situations, uh, as we went through that, that actually seemed like a legitimate worry that Germany would say, you know what, screw you guys, and everything started collapsing over there. And when that started happening, it starts a chain reaction. We're in trouble. There have been mm -hmm. points where, you know, there is a serious, let's just say, 
it rose to a 10% chance at certain points over the past few years, which I think is legit. I think it's completely fair to say there was a 10% chance that we would have that, you know, ongoing, you know, cataclysm. Mm -hmm. That's not something we're prepared for. A 10% chance seems remote, but if one out of 10 times you flip a coin, it, you know, all you need, it's not, it's it's not that big a deal. It's one time. Yeah. And, you know, to think that, that we are that close to what is an entire <clears throat> breakdown of human society at at least the level we're used to is pretty intimidating. And I hope that, that does, that's why we blab on about preparedness and, and being a, have at least having basic supplies because you don't know if you could go through a period of three months where the food supply is interrupted. Well, and what do you, how do you deal with that? Everybody's been saying that, oh, it's not going to happen because China, blah, blah, blah. Oh, it can't happen because the Fed is blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. All of these kinds of things, and nobody seems to be saying, that, at least not the experts anymore, are saying any of that. They're actually taking this stuff seriously and saying, no, there's a real, it's kind of an issue here. Mm. And it's, it's pretty amazing to watch. Um, the other thing he's been saying for a long time is that Europe would be destabilized by, by uh, radical Islam, it, which, you know, I, I'm not sure if this is the exact way that he foresaw it coming, but the refugees that are pouring into Europe are certainly beginning to destabilize them to the point where at least they're saying, wait a minute, no, we can't, we can't handle any more of this. Stop the flood of the refugees from Syria and elsewhere into our European nations because we can't handle it. And they, you know, they can't. How could you, as a nation, uh, all of a sudden accept a flood of 400,000 Muslims that you don't know anything about? It would be, I mean, that's dangerous. That's dangerous danger. to the very fabric of your society. Really, any group of 400,000 that you don't know who the hell they are. I mean, any group of any. But they could we, be we, radical Islamists. They, we could, but we get, and, we've had narco terrorists come across our border. Right. We've seen how the, uh, true. what kind of issues you we've You get 400,000 from Mexico yeah, at a time, it and yeah. it would be uh, not good. This is why you kind of spend some time thinking, hey, you know what's interesting? Uh, we should maybe know who comes into our country as much as possible. I know you're not going to know everything. You're not going to know every person. But like, you should try to do basic background checks on people you're allowing across the border. You'll be able to have mm -hmm. basic criminal checks. Uh, maybe, maybe make sure they're not bringing in nuclear weapons with them. Uh, things, things of that nature are kind of important. And maybe you mm -hmm. kind of do those. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, it's not maybe you do the basics. It's not hateful. It's not hateful to decide who comes in your house. You don't need to let everyone in your house. You know, I was talking to um, somebody put recently. This in, yeah, I love it when we put it into the scope of something that you can kind of relate to, yeah. like your home. Are you going to want to know who's coming into your home? Yeah. Isn't it just as important to know who's coming into our, our nation, our home? I, I think so. Yeah, I was talking to somebody recently who, really smart guy, we agree with uh, him on a lot of things. And he, he was talking about immigration and saying, like, I think a lot of the reason why people don't want immigration, they get fired up about illegal immigration, they go to Trump. Is because they don't like this otherness. They don't like that other people are coming across the border, and it's not. They don't look like them, and they don't have their same oh, culture as otherness. And, and you know, a it's uh, it's not something I agree with, and at some level, it's obviously insulting. I mean, that's not mm -hmm. that's not why. I, I, I'm, I can't say that nobody believes that. I'm sure there are. It's, you know, are there Trump supporters who think that? Sure, I'm sure there are. Just like there, you know, supporters of all sorts of candidates that believe that. But there is a level of respect of law in a law-abiding society. I want more legal immigrants. I'm completely fine with that. Um, but when, when the first thing you do is come into the country and break the law, that's a real 
Mm -hmm. uh, a real disrespect to the society, and it's a real disrespect to what you're getting when you come here, which is, you know, we're, we're trying to provide something, I think, pretty unique in the world. And, you know, are there some controls we want to have on that? I don't think that's a hateful instinct. No. It's hateful instinct to keep everybody out. It's a hateful instinct to never, uh, you, know, uh, you know, try to ever um, uh, grow your society, try to keep it a, a specific race or a specific, uh, you know, belief system only. But, I mean, I, to say, hey, we want to have some sort of basic check so we're not bringing in everyone else's criminals or or uh, just people who want to exploit the society. That's not a bad thing. No. And you know what? It's a good it's basic. thing. There's something that makes everything better, and that's autumn and football. That's <laughs> that, autumn. That was, that's true. And that's football. Mm -hmm. And that's man grades. Mm -hmm. Because when you're going to have autumn and football, you're going to have barbecues. And you're going to want to cook up, cook up some steak, unless you're stew. And then you're going to want to cook up. I don't know, asparagus or something. And you're going to want... And cook asparagus pretty well. Yeah. This, these will cook up asparagus really well. Mm -hmm. Mangrate cast iron grills. 100% uh, cast iron. That's why they sound like that when you drop them. <laughs> They're really heavy. Uh, they turn your average grill into a steakhouse quality appliance immediately. And they, you, don't have to, you don't have to put this together. It's not going to take you six hours to assemble this. Yeah. You just place them on your grill. Yeah, when, when, awesome. when we first heard about this, I was like, well, how are you going to... Yeah, what do, I, do uh, I have to put that together? I don't do that. Like, no, you just actually that. set them right on the grill. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're, what you're going to get is legitimate restaurant quality uh, grilling without having to buy a $5,000 grill. You can yeah. get these cast iron grates. You heat them up with the same heat that you're using now. But these cook your food differently. They sear in evenly. the juices. They cook it evenly. That's a great point, Pat. You don't have to even keep the heat super high with these things because they heat up. And once they get going, they're so hot. You're actually supposed to the, the optimal uh, temperature is medium when you're cooking with these. Um, you just keep the, the – uh, so it actually saves some propane with doing that as well, I would assume. Uh, but just keep it on medium. You sear in the juices. You do uh, – the, the vegetables cook up great as well. It's not just I wouldn't meat. know about that. I know. I mean, <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> but I do the steak is phenomenal. It is really great. So are the hamburgers. And uh, I was, seriously, you want to talk about the chicken? Uh, Chicken's good. Only for football season, I can't recommend anything higher. I mean, Me it, neither. You, you got to get these things because they really do yeah. change the quality of I your mean, food as you cook it. I'm not that big into meat. I, I'm almost a vegetarian, as you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will eat a little bit of chicken, a little bit of fish, mm -hmm. a little bit of beef, yep. and some pork, uh, bacon, ham, yep. sausages. Right. <laughs> But that's it. But I, I don't eat most animals that are on this planet. Right. Like just you don't eat. You never eat a hippo. I've never eaten a hippo. You've I've never eaten, eaten a, a lion. I've never eaten a cat. So uh, I'm, I'm like you. I'm pretty, pretty close much to vegetarian. vegetarian. <laughs> anyway, Mangrates right now is offering a 30% discount when you use the promo, promo code Blaze at checkout. So go to mangrate.com slash blaze and get 30% off your entire order. When you're watching your favorite team punch the other team in the groin, it's a great way wow. to grill out. Wow. Uh, is that where wow. we're going? Is that where we're going? A low blow for saying, a low Holy cow. I'm just saying, if that's what your team does, wow. you're going to want to cook out mm. with mangrates. Mangrate.com slash the blaze, 30% off. Go there now. Wow. Mangrate.com slash the blaze. you game we were talking about just a minute ago. Wondering uh, how they win. You're wondering, how, I mean, this is an interesting... Yes, it is. It's an interesting thing. Yes, it is. <laughs>
both of you. Oh, you know what? Every Shut As a up. Philadelphia You're, Eagles fan, as you can tell. Shut up. I hear this every... Ice balls at Santa Claus. Yeah, you know what? Well, this everyone... People do this, too. He was just checking his ice balls. <laughs> Look at the reaction. Look at the body of the players. He it. it just, like, curls up. Oh! oh. Here's a little shot. We're, we're, he's just checking to see if he's wearing his cup. That's all he's doing right there. And I think the answer to that is Are you no. wearing your cup? There's no cups. And see, that's why, kids. That's why you're supposed to. And he was... He apparently appointed himself as cup checker of that. So what yeah. happens as a BYU player? <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. They, I was reading a story that said the Mountain West Conference was considered. Yeah. What the hell is he? What can the Mountain West? Con they're an independent team. You can't do anything to him. Well, that's <laughs> what I thought when I read the first time I read yeah. that. I was like. The Mountain West? What are you, the Mountain West going to do to him? You can't do anything. Maybe, maybe that's kind of weird. Uh, Unless yeah. you, you know, you're never going to play BYU again. Right. I mean, go that's, ahead. That's like the Bank of go International ahead. Settlements get weighed in on this. <laughs> oh well, they would have it. They do have authority. Uh, my understanding is the Bank of International <clears throat> Settlements does have. Authority. Oh, okay. Then I, I mean, apologize. There is an that's honor okay. code. There is an honor code for the Bank of International Settlements for the Bank of International <laughs> and BYU. Oh, and so it would seem a violation of that. I don't know. I don't know. Because that looks pretty darn I would think he'd be yes, suspended by the team for that. Did you well, guys, of course not. He helped him win. Did you guys see the uh, Dominican Sue uh, kicking off the helmet thing? He is the worst. Man, I think, again, worst. intentional. That freaking guy should be thrown out of the league. Intentional? Uh, yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my oh, gosh. It's intentional. Yes. yes. He kicked his helmet off. And look at, look at this guy's body of work. <laughs> yes. Over and over yes. and over. He pretends like... I'm sorry, was that your leg I just stepped on with my cleats? Mm. Oh, <laughs> I no. didn't know you were there. And then he did the same thing when he kind of jammed his leg into the guy's face mask to tear his helmet off his head. Mm -hmm. uh, he's despicable. He is despicable. Uh, speaking of despicable, Jeffy, uh, you have a story here that I think is I do? pretty interesting to you. Uh, Air India's flight attendants are apparently too fat to fly. Uh, <laughs> 600 of its 3,500 cabin crew had to lose weight or being or risk being taken off of flights uh, because they were too, um, how would I say this, I guess, uh, overweight. overweight. Uh, it doesn't um, look like it's those two. No, though, definitely not those two. They look very nice, actually. <laughs> no, that's the standard. That's it. Okay, you need to look that's like that. That's the standard. Okay. <laughs> now, you've, uh, you had a seatbelt extender. Uh, you're the type of person who you now you're laughing, but you actually did own a. I still have belt. it. Oh, mm -hmm. I have to give can, it back. Can you I'm bring there. it in? Would you bring it in? I'm curious sure. to see what it's like. I've never seen a seatbelt extender. Sure, I'll bring it in. It's a, I'll find it somewhere. It's in one of my old suitcases or something. But yeah, I, no, no, I I got tired of having to ask every time you get on a plane. Mm -hmm. Hey, you got a seatbelt? That's extender. a little embarrassing. Well, not only that, think. but one time the the. Well, the stewardess was like, uh, I'm sorry, flight attendant, was, uh, ooh, I'll have to check. That made me a little nervous because now you're looking at not being able to seatbelt in. Mm. Well, Could cause an issue. I mean, really, there's no, there's no action the plane can take that's going to lift you off that seat. Right? I mean, you're going to be jammed in there pretty soon. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, a, that's the way I try to sell it. <laughs> well, so they won't let you take so off then, if you don't have your uh, so the, Well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. right. I don't know. So then, you know, when the next time, it was either that, maybe it was that time that I decided that since I got one, I just wasn't going to leave it on the seat. I took it with me. And I just huh. carried it with me ever since. It was in my bag, in my so carry-on bag. you literally went stole through, a seatbelt went, extender. Went through, TSA, went through TSA every time, wow. so I had my own extender. Wow.
And and now, luckily, you've lost uh, quite a bit. I don't of have to use the extender anymore. Yeah, you know? uh, but uh, it's still fun to make fun of you for. It. <laughs> I think we can all, I, I we can all that, come together there. I find that uh, stewardesses only check about, or flight attendants only check about half the time. Yeah, right. And, just kind of have. I mean, sometimes they're, they're really checking, anal about they it. Yeah. Yes, there are some that really. Yeah, they're, they're but they only like half that. check when they're going through. You know, looking. They sometimes they don't check at all, and they just leave you alone about it. And I, I just, I mean, if my seatbelt is unfastened and the plane crashes, I don't think my seatbelt is going to save me. I really it don't. does feel. I don't think that's what it's for, but I, I, it's actually for if you hit turbulence, turbulence yeah, and yeah. you fly out of your seat and smash into the ceiling. That's that probably going to break your neck, and that just happened a couple of years ago to somebody. I, I remember a story that we had. Did they break their neck? Yeah, broke their really? neck, and killed them. Yeah, I mean, serious turbulence can really propel you up into that uh, little ceiling. Technically, thing. really, the plane is moving down. Well, yes, but you're moving. Uh, well, you, but no, you're, you're, go, you're you're leaving going the your same seat. place, right? But yeah, right. but the plane is going down. But the plane the is going down, and you're going this way. So, but what hurts. Stu was saying earlier is that that wouldn't happen to me, right? Because you're, um, oh gosh, how do I say it? Uh, overweight. Huh. Is that what you were Funny. thinking? That's why I couldn't come up with the right words. But mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. it. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, I, by the way, I've noticed something, uh, Pat. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you grow, you learn as a as a person mm -hmm. uh, as you, you go through life. You, you know, oh, circumstances boy. change and. It, <laughs> And you realize uh, I've done a lot of traveling, as as I think you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll go uh, vacations, uh, weekends away, things mm -hmm. like that. Well, I do some of that. A lot of traveling for business as well. Um, uh, recently, I've been traveling a little bit with kids, uh, and noticing um, it's really a tad pricey, is what I would say. Uh, no. when, when you're buying plane tickets times four, yeah. it's considerably more. Right in fact, four times as much as buying them for one. Yeah. Uh, and that really can get a, a tad pricey. Yeah, I've noticed uh, that myself. And Holy as soon as they crap. hit that two-year-old mark, I think it's yeah. two, right? Two yep, is two. the age, yeah. Boy, they, it's like, ching. I believe they say yeah. two and under, which is key. Yeah. Although, I, I will say, the idea of trying to put my two-year-old as a lap infant is completely untenable. Right. I, I, like I'm not even. Got to get in the seat. It's not going to happen. Got to get in the seat. I'd rather, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's almost suicide-inducing uh, to try to, to to accomplish something <laughs> like that. So, like, we're going away in a, in a few weeks with the kids. I mean, it's the amount of money that you spend. I know. You it's multiple thousands of dollars yes. just for the flights on these right. vacations. I mean, what do these vacations cost? We're we're going to someone's uh, house and we're not staying in a hotel or renting a car or anything like that. But put all that together, like the, 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 the traditional family vacation of going to like Disney World or something, which I remember when I was a kid, we drove to Disney World mm -hmm. um, at one point and we did the vacation that way. But like that vacation is it's got to be half the normal household income in America to pay for it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, at least yeah. after taxes. Now, I mean, one thing I might say, you know, is this uh, coach? Uh, my, yeah, yeah, that's coach. We're, so are you, you're letting oh, yeah, kids sit you, and coach? If you come on, first, you, you do first class for all four of your family members or five or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that is ridiculous. Then you're talking, you know. Millions. For four people, you're talking so, probably $6,000. Just for the flights. Right. Just for the flight. Now, we're going to a smaller airport where we're flying, so uh, it's, it's, you know, more. I would say it's a little pricier than, yeah. you know, like if you're going to, more. you know, yeah. Dallas to Orlando, it's probably mm -hmm. cheaper or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, we're going to Michigan, um, and it's like we're going to a smaller airport, and it's like, well, you know, okay. It's ridiculous. It, but it's ridiculous. If you go to a non-major airport, it's yeah. out of control. Uh, yes. out of control. We've had to do it a few times this year because... Uh, 
all kinds of different things that we had to do. And so we've we've taken, I don't know, four trips or something. And it's like, uh, if we have to take one more trip, I think we're going to go, go bankrupt. Right. I think we're going <laughs> to. They've already bankrupt. started renting rooms in your house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's insane. It is really it's ridiculous. insane. So uh, and Jeffy, I would assume you've never. I mean, obviously you have the ankle bracelet thing, but you you, you don't <laughs> typically. You're not able to travel either from various right? reasons. Right? Right? Is that right? Obviously, no fly lists and stuff mm -hmm. like that too. But if you could fly and you could leave your home, well, other it'd be than a nice going to thing work. if I could go broke and fly, but I can't. I can't leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I can leave my house. Well, you could to come here to work, right? It's just work, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, there's a my house. work and home. Yeah, work home, and I think the, the chain gang. Plus, right? That's still yeah, I think, <laughs> where you break rocks. Plus, well, there was one guy that actually I loved. My one of my favorite stories with the ankle bracelet. He figured mm -hmm. out how far he could go before the police would come to his house. Mm -hmm. So he would go. He could go through a drive-through, get food, be back to his house. The police would come, and he'd be like, "What are you doing? Well, I'm here." But he got burned because the drive-through slowed down one day. It took him too long to get back home. Oh, oh boy, busted hard. That sucks. Yeah, not, not worth it. No, not, not worth, worth it, it at all. No, no, no. No. Not for drive-in food, that's for sure. That's why you just take it off. It's called delivery. You call, you call. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think you could do that. You just take it I off they and know. you go, and then you come back. You could saw off your leg. That works. <laughs> that does work. It does work. That does work. Uh, but reattaching is a little different. <laughs> Good safety tips. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Triple eight seven two seven. Back more pads too. How was Matt? Back is the uh, phone number. Uh, Mental pauses. <laughs> I love this. Uh, the uh, six most dangerous ads. Now, I will say some of these I do not agree with, and we will go through and uh, harass them All for right. their analysis of what's dangerous. However, this one is kind of funny. This is uh, junk food now fortified with vitamins and minerals. Uh, you've got uh, <laughs> discussing uh, empty calories. Uh, excuse me, disguising empty calories with a healthful nutritional values has been a, a typical thing that they do. I mean, this is what this is what companies do, mm -hmm. um, and it is bullcrap. I will say that the vitamin donuts. What's wrong with that? I will say vitamin donuts. I am <clears throat> completely. Uh, I am I'm all over that because I don't want I don't want them to to mess it up with vitamins. Donuts. Yeah, they did a. Um, uh, it was called uh, Diet Coke Plus, I believe, was a product, uh -huh. and they did. It was Diet Coke with vitamins and minerals in it, and it did not taste as good as Diet Coke. So really? that's why it's no longer around. It had nothing to do with people. They don't actually want that crap. And I will say the same thing to these damn Diet Pepsi people who I am, uh, I am about to start a jihad against Diet Pepsi. I'm almost there. Now, um, you know I'm a big fan of I'm the Diet I'm all for that anyway. Diet Coke is the best anyway. But the, they the now product. removed aspartame from oh, right. the Diet Pepsi. So now it doesn't taste as good. <laughs> and it's like uh, now. What they put in instead. Right, like some other zero-calorie sweetener. Which they, of course, they like to use the word natural around them, which is, you know, because there's some <laughs> connection to natural as if all the, the thing. It's like it's a dumb justification. Basically, it's a marketing technique. Let's be honest about it. They're just saying, look, we swear this one's, you know, we don't aspartame is bad and we're going to go along with that. And then mm -hmm. here, here you go. Now, of course, they know it's not bad. Because if, it, it, you know, again, like some people believe that it is and then you can believe whatever you want. But certainly Diet Pepsi aren't the people who believe it's bad. That's it's, 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 they've been selling hundreds of millions of bottles of it for decades. 
they don't believe it's bad at all. They're BSing and they're coming to you with a BS marketing technique to try to make people buy more of it, which is really annoying because, honestly, it's only annoying because it doesn't taste as good now. They've now altered the taste just like Coke changed to new Coke. Diet Pepsi, one of the best-selling beverages in America, has changed its formula. It's noticeable. And because we're all supposed to sit here and go, oh, well, they're making natural choices. Look, Diet Pepsi is never going to be natural. Okay? It's not. The fact that you can have something that tastes halfway decent and has zero calories is not natural. <laughs> okay? That's not what we're looking for when we buy it. Go back to the old damn formula. Thank you. That's my jihad for the day. Stu's jihad of the day. Can we start right. a new segment? Yes, we can. There you go. Uh, we just did. It's now started. Can we, uh, can we make some production for Stu's jihad of the day? That won't be offensive to anybody. Now, uh, number two, the number two uh, most dangerous ad, the most heartbreaking part of a 1923 brochure, uh, let them eat lead. Uh, it's an emphasis on kids having fun with the whole family, uh, whole lead family of products <laughs> whose presence in everything from nursery walls to their wind-up toys made young children susceptible to its dangers, uh, combined with lead paint's seductively sweet flavor. Lead paint has a seductively sweet flavor? Yeah, I mean, that, you have to eat a lot of it, though, for it to hurt you. Shockingly, Jeffy has experimented with this. R right, but where do we get that lead paint is sweet? Uh, it's, just, that, it's just the way it tastes. Are we supposed to believe that it's tasty to kids now? No, but I mean, when the paint started to peel on the, yeah. on the dressers uh -huh. or the cribs or the walls. Right. So basically, what they're saying, this particular ad was trying to say, look, lead's okay for kids. Yeah, it's a paint, it a paint book for boys and girls. Right. Okay. And there, hmm. there's a Dutch boys lead party. Interesting. Okay, so they even had a lead party in 1923. <laughs> um, kind of weird. I mean, that's just weird. Next up is, uh, again, we're talking, this is supposed to be the most dangerous ads of all time. Uh, 7-Up is for babies. And that's <laughs> bad because sodas like 7-Up uh, were supposed to make babies strong and fit. And so, that's great. As a kid, great. Here's the thing, though. Look how cute that is. They though. get just as much sugar out of yep. all these other freaking drinks that they have. I, I'm always fascinated yep. by the parent who's like, I never have my kid drink soda. Here's a high C. Here's a uh, fruit-flavored beverage million. with nine times the yes. sugar of the soda that, that I don't want them to drink. But it's natural, Stu. I, you know, it's natural. It's, 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 and that's like when you go to fruit juice, even to that level, when you have like uh, apple oh juices gosh. and something like that, they have lots of sugar. That's okay. Kids, kids, are, kids really like yep. sugar. It's, it's good. You can't give it to them I, too much, or, you know, but in moderation, it's okay. I love the sell on this, though. A little trick that makes a treat. 7-Up in milk. <laughs> mm. Mix chilled 7-Up and cold milk in equal parts by pouring the 7-Up gently into the mix. Do not stir. The 7-Up adds a light and delicate flavor, making a delicious blended food mm. drink. Actually, Mothers know this is a wholesome combination. Mm. <laughs> it kind of sounds a little uh, tasty. It, it does, does sound, sound pretty good. good. Uh, can we it try sounds good. I don't know if it's good for babies, but maybe. I mean, look, you should not pour, maybe. you know, liquid sugar down the gullet no, of your kid. I, mean, you I get have to be it, careful but... about everything you feed your babies. Yeah, babies especially is a yeah. little bit. It's not really yeah. a toddler-focused thing, so I can give them a little bit of a break. <clears throat> Uh, how about cigarettes, uh, just what the doctor had ordered? Look, this was a big thing, and, and uh, it wasn't they really... They did this a lot, though. Yeah, because yes. the, the, the headline of this is later on, um, you know, s s uh, cigarette companies did go through a period where they basically denied there was anything going on, and there was a lot of documents that show that they did know that there was something going on negatively with smoking. At Let the very beginning, though, though it man. wasn't like that. I mean, a lot of doctors actually did believe that it was good. Yeah. 
uh, for whatever reason. Would they, um, was there anybody really who believed the scientific evidence of smoking was that it's good for you? I don't believe that anybody ever thought that. The much milder Chesterfield is best for you. <laughs> what? So, th like this guy is saying, Chesterfield is best for me. And that's... People don't like to talk about is this Is it anymore. some star? And know. that's why he signed the little thing there. I would assume so. Just oh, yeah, guy. it's Arthur Godfrey. Oh, there okay, you go. so yeah. he was a big television personality of the time, and he believed that Chesterfields were good for him. See, the thing is, if you inhale that smoke, <laughs> Pat, kills all the, uh, the bacteria. Germs. Germs, the germs, uh, yeah. Inside. yeah, yeah. Right, Jeffy? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've heard you make that cell before. Um, what, what about plastics? Uh, this, oh, is, this is not healthy. No. This one I think we can all agree, not a good idea. Uh, don't put your baby in cellophane because it'll it'll probably suffocate. Uh, <laughs> that is I don't know. really I don't know stupid. How else to tell you? But it's probably going to happen. Yeah, but uh, Dupont did a cellophane ad with babies in it. Now, of course, they weren't saying carrying a baby. They were suggesting you actually do it. It was just yeah, saying that things not. that are important to keep you use cellophane. Um, and uh, there mm -hmm. it is. And there it is. This one is a particular. One of these is particularly bad. Yeah, six. Uh, DDT for you and me. Yeah, I'm so tired um, of the DDT. Thing. This is real. I mean, look. Uh, that's an irritating one. That is really. I mean. It, yeah, well, look, there's arguments of really, uh, the arguments I, I honestly believe that it's actually, it actually was responsible. The DDT ban was responsible for killing a lot of people. It, uh, it is. I mean, it, I mean you, can all, you can make a pretty solid case. Because that it is, it, the fact that we continue that ban in Africa is mm -hmm. killing two million people a year because we won't kill the mosquitoes. And so they get malaria instead. And two million people a year die of malaria in Africa. And so... And some portion of that, I think, is legitimately... Especially because they've developed some now that are, uh, you know, effective and, and you can use them in their... But again, it took a while, and the banning the DDT killed a lot of people. I mean, I, yeah. you know, look... It, it did. It, it, it did. And continues and, to. And continued, continuing DDT would not have killed anybody. Um, a lot of the worries, I mean, look, there are large um, quantities uh, and, uh, you know, mass usage and the way that some places were using it. There were some issues associated with it. But overall, it really was uh, the, the worries were completely blown out of proportion. Yes. And we got to remember, you got to it's a, again, as it always the case with these freaking things, it's not a cost analysis. It's a cost benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. A cost analysis says, oh, well, in theory, DDT could do something bad for you at some point. The cost-benefit analysis is we save a lot of people from malaria and potentially at some point down the road it could do something bad. It's like, well, we have to weigh these people's lives against the idea that you think maybe your fruit might not be as nutritious in 50 years. There's something, to, you know, and again, that wasn't even proved to be true. But even if it was true, you know, the people who died because of the lack of DDT probably would have associated a positive uh, uh, with DDT if it saved their lives. I now, think there's a, something to be said for that. Yeah, and the ad said DDT is good for me. Now, that may not be true either, but uh, the case that they make in this article is that while effective in eliminating dangerous mosquitoes that carry malaria, DDT also has a variety of hazardous effects, especially among young children. The chemical's been shown to damage nervous, immune endocrine and neurological systems that's actually not true yeah. that's actually been proven not to be true uh they thought so for a long time and that's when songs like uh, you know hey farmer farmer take away your ddt i don't care about the I, I i don't care about the spots on my apples give me the birds and bees like the ddt was killing them all right and all that stuff turned out not to be the case mm -hmm. years later, 
And that's why we in this country use it again. But because we're afraid to look like racists, because we once banned it here, uh, we won't, we won't, we, we continue to fight against the use of DDT in Africa. And really, I don't know that it has a bunch of hazardous effects. I should look this up. There's, there's conflicting studies on all of this right. stuff. And everything has a hazardous effect at some level. People will yeah. oh, yeah. notice no question. that uh, drowning is caused by water. I mean, at some level, everything. We were just doing one. Um, uh, Wonderful World of Sioux, by the way, starts in four days. Uh, premieres on Friday. So hopefully you'll join new night uh, and time, Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, and uh, one of the, we've been doing some work on, on uh, some of these things, and one of the things we're talking about was with, uh, with sunscreen and what the dangers of sunscreen are. There's some people who believe sunscreen is causing all these things, and there's this one study, and it's the same story with all these things. Well, if you douse 9,000 times the amount of sunscreen you could ever use in your whole life on one rat, then, yeah, they're probably going to have some problems. And it's like, these things are so, we have all the details uh, coming up in, I think it's, I don't know, if it's episode two or three or something of this season. But it's, it's just one of those things where, like, you have to look rationally at what, how people use the product. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, there are, there are downsides of almost every If you're going to drink a bottle of DDT, it yeah, probably wouldn't be good Probably wouldn't be good. Roundup is the same thing. Roundup, Remember, like same if, thing. I, if I were to drink, there, mm-hmm. is a sub, there is a level of Roundup that will kill you. It's just mm-hmm. a lot higher than people would ever think because... Uh, and Are you going to try to get there at any time on the Wonderful World of Stew program? Or? What, the, the death The number? roundup? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. well, no, I know not. you tried it, but obviously it didn't work. So I was no, wondering I, I, what my, level... My goal was not to kill myself. <laughs> oh. oh, never mind then. That's an interesting... Hmm. Hmm. I thought maybe it was going to be part of the new show. Hmm. Okay. That, that's really a wonderful... A, the world that I'm not in is a wonderful world for Jeffy. Not on the wonderful world of stew. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Beck is phone number. Back with more in just a second. Go Eagles. Yeah, Philadelphia football. That's what everybody's thinking. Philadelphia football. <laughs> everybody's everybody. thinking. You watching? Definitely. Oh yeah. Oh. And then. Uh, Hey, it's Patton Stewart, 888-727-BECK. We've talked a few times about uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies um, because he started out his career really impressively with The Sixth Sense, which is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely top five. And that made over $400 million at the box office. And then, you know, he's never really matched that, but he's had some good movies. I like The Village. I like, uh, do we have a graph? We've got a graph of where... His box office take is, and uh, where the uh, what the critics thought of his movies. I thought this is largely uh, an unfair analysis. Um, uh, you do see that it is a downtrend. By the way, this is oddly reversed. I don't know why exactly they had to do it that way, but you see from the right side to right to the left is yeah. old movie to new movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like the quality of the reviews went down significantly. Where After Earth got basically no After one Earth liked it was garbage. And the last Airbender actually did worse with critics. By the way. Uh, but you see that there's a, a downfall in the reviews and a downfall in the money. But but the scale is a little bit misleading. It's like The Village made $150 million. I like The Village, I too. I like The Village, too. I, I liked The Village. I, I liked, liked Unbreakable. I liked Signs. I liked Unbreakable. I liked The Sixth Sense. Um, I will say 
The Happening was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It's pathetic. I mean, I mean that, it's, it's, it's just sad. I'm probably oh, sad. I'm probably understating that. Like it was that. <laughs> it was horrifically well, awful. Uh, last weekend, uh, a new movie by M Night opened called The Visit. Yeah, and that's, and that's supposed to be really good. Number two at the box office. Let's take a look at the uh, trailer for it. Every day it's again close. Are you holding my camera properly? Swerve, girl. Uh, Stop, both of you. My mom. My parents asked if their grandchildren could visit them for a week. Here we are. This is where our mom grew up. I've wanted to spend time with you for so long. Miss you guys. Mom, we're having a great time. I have not seen your Nana this happy in years. <laughs> Bedtime here is 9.30. It's probably best you two shouldn't come out of your room after that. See you in the morning. 9.30? 9.30. Uh-oh. What happens after 9.30? What is that? It's 10.47. We think there's someone outside the door. What's that? <laughs> that looked creepy. I think Nana's not feeling well. Grandmother is fine. It's like somebody talking in their sleep. What's he doing? They're weird during the day. They're just cleaning it. And even weirder at night? Um, there's something wrong with Nana and Papa. They're just old. Bear with it for a couple of days. <laughs> No, are you okay? They're hiding something. It's just the end of your trip. I'm sad it's all over. <laughs> Good to get you. Papa! Let's make it a perfect night. You need to come right now. Would you mind getting inside the oven to clean it? <laughs> wow, that's creepy. That looks that creeped me out. I, I'm not creeped out by a lot of things, but that that was creepy. Yeah. The creepy grandparents thing is uh, a spooky. How many times when people come to visit Jeffy do they have those same thoughts? Oh my gosh. They're just it's been oh so long gosh. since I've asked someone to get in the oven. <laughs> Has it really? Yeah. <laughs> that is really uh, disturbing. Because you look like you ate somebody yesterday. So it's interesting. <laughs> it's more of a sushi feel, though. It doesn't go yeah. up anymore. All right. Okay. Uh, well, what that's all the time we have. What he's saying is you're overweight. Overweight. Uh, that you're, I don't know, fat. Oh. You're, you're oh. Large. Extra, extra, extra large. Yeah, that's pretty good.